you usually start talking. Oh, well, it was your episode idea, so I thought you were going to start talking. Okay, I'll start talking. Hi, everyone. This is stuff I didn't learn in law school, and I'm Liz. I'm Kate. And this episode, we're going to talk about fashion. What you what we wear to court, what you have to wear to court, um, things things like that, how you present yourself out in the world as an attorney, I guess, when you're meeting with clients versus in court versus in your office. I feel like when we were spitballing episode ideas, this one came up and I thought since last week's episode was, you know, kind of dealt with some some serious heavy stuff, let's do a a light, fun, no trigger warning needed episode. I think that's a great plan. Um, I think that we can have a lot of fun with this episode, uh, especially since COVID has happened and the form of court has changed a little. I just think everyone's attitudes towards so many things have changed in general. I think in general, people don't care about what they wear as much versus being comfy. Post-COVID Liz has gone out of the house so much more in sweatpants than pre-COVID Liz. And I don't think I'm going to go back. Um, I usually don't run out of the house in sweatpants. I typically wear jeans to the office though. Um, like yeah, jeans and I a mean, t-shirt. not the office, but like if I'm going to like Target. I I think I used to wear sweatpants to Target more often before COVID, to be honest with you. Oh, really? now, it's, now it's like the only place I go. So I put on some jeans <laughs> just to vary things up. My husband is very much like, if we're going to like go to Walmart to get like one thing and I'm like in sweatpants, I'm like, okay, let's go kind of give me a look. Like he's not going to like tell me what I can or can't wear, but I know the thought process is going through his head. Like, really? that's that's what you're wearing and the answer is a resounding yes so um which is it's just funny because he's he's no style icon but I guess I don't know for some reason he thinks that that's weird but I don't care I think that um mine is probably not form over function I think my sweatpants just took too much of a beating uh during quarantine when we didn't leave the house for six weeks and uh, I, I don't think I have any more presentable sweatpants I think I'm down to jeans <laughs> I just I just bought some new sweatpants the other day at Target where I always go my favorite place well we were just talking before this episode actually I did the thing I talked about this in my other podcast too because I don't have a lot going on in my life where I went to Target and I did the thing where you like like a piece of clothing so you buy it in many colors I I found these pants and they were really comfy but they feel like sweatpants but they're like you can wear them to like the office and usually I'm like just mostly wear jeans but they feel like sweatpants they look like work pants but they have a drawstring so they're comfy like sweatpants and if your shirt goes over the drawstring and like you tuck it in you can't even tell that they're drawstring pants and they're so comfy so I had a pair of them in one color. I went back and bought them in three more colors. I also found a bunch of plain tank tops. I went back and bought more. And I bought a few different ones, but there was this tank top that I had four of. I now have six of because they're just a plain tank top, but the neck is like high up. So I feel like if I want to wear them with like 
a cardigan or whatever to like be presentable to you know a client or something it's just very very easy so because that's my my kind of go-to look all the time is a plain tank top because I've discussed no sleeves for Liz a plain tank top and a cardigan which is what I'm currently wearing was wearing this when I recorded my other podcast yesterday too and had the same conversation um yeah I guess I just I don't know I'm just very basic um I mean I can relate so I for my in-court clothes I tend to have like one brand I know what size their dresses are that fit me because I wear primarily dresses with a blazer. I know what size those dresses fit, how, you know, what size I am. And I can just grab them off the rack and go like, even in their different cuts, this is my size. It all fits. Grab every one of the color. Let's roll. I do have a rule for my court stuff. I have only, I, I mean, I have like one blazer that's like black and white striped one that has I think it's black with little white polka dots mm-hmm. and one that's like maroon but for the most part everything is black or gray and so every blazer goes with every pants um so I'm not throwing navy in the mix so that we're getting clashing there well because you're mostly wearing suits right no I have some dresses I mix it up okay. um I have so I also have my, my new favorite court pants that I bought. Um, I have two pairs of in black and I have two pairs of in gray, but those need to be hemmed because mm-hmm. um, they only had the tall people version in gray, um, but they had the short people version in black. So I have that like iron on hem. I just haven't gotten around to doing it yet. So I have two pairs of those pants. These are my favorite pants. This is, this is Liz's secret that I'm going to tell you. They came from Walmart. Um, they are also... They look like they have a zipper. They don't have a zipper. They're also very comfy and feel like sweatpants. But they're noticing a trend. My goal is to never be uncomfortable again in my life. Since COVID, I just want to be comfy all the time, always. But no one can tell. If they can tell, no one said anything. So, you know, they're they're very comfy. They're work pants. So I got a couple pairs of those. I have like two, maybe three three I may have gotten rid of one um like black skirts that are just like knee length look the same and then I have some dresses Mm -hmm. and you know but they're all everything is very much like black gray so I have one dress that's like black and white I have a different dress is black and white in a different pattern yeah it's all very just uh, I have an attorney friend who told me one time you're not a very vibrant dresser <laughs> and he's and looking at what Kate is wearing now which is like this fun like oh my god it's got like stripes and different colors and it's like pink and orange and I'm wearing gray and off-white I am not a vibrant dresser <laughs> so yeah so basically I had zoom court this morning I have zoom court this afternoon we're recording in between my hearings I've got two hearings this afternoon um basically what I did is I put this it's a nice tank top it's um I don't know it's like a dressy blouse with no sleeves and I put it I just put a black um blazer over it it's got black and pink and orange and white stripes and um yeah I just threw a black blazer on over it because we're in zoom court you can't see my bottom half so I have jeans on um I will say 
I usually wear a nice blouse and a blazer for Zoom court. For in-person court, I usually wear a dress and a blazer. And so because I don't have to match separates with the dresses and the blazers, I am a little bit more adventurous with the color and the print. So I have some like royal blue dresses. I have some navy blue dresses. Um, I have a black and white checked dress, but I mean, obviously I can only wear that with a black blazer. Um, I have a black blazer that's got big checks on it, like that's kind of patterny. And then I have like a white and black blazer that has checks that's just the checks. Um, I have like a bell sleeved blazer that has stripes on it. Um, so, so you gotta have I, your patterns and your solids and then. Right. Yeah. So that's how I do it. I have um, like, if I am wearing a solid dress, I will usually wear a um, printed blazer. If I'm wearing a printed blazer or other way around, if I'm wearing a printed dress, I wear a solid blazer. Um, and I have a, like one or two dresses that have like flowers on them or whatever. Yeah, I had a dress that had flowers on it and I wore it for a while and then I got rid of it because I started worrying that it was too short. Um, so I, I don't know, one day I was in court and I was like, oh my God, is this dress too short? And I got very concerned and got rid of it. So I don't know that it was too short, but once I had that thought, I, I couldn't get it out of my head and the dress had to go. And I think because I had worn the dress with tights mm -hmm. or like, um, pantyhose I guess you say I don't know tights tights feel like the things that children wear but I also wear them um and then I guess it was warm out and I was wearing it without them and I was like oh I feel like there's much leg going on I don't know so I guess let's talk about the rules for what attorneys should wear to court first and okay. then like our personal like rules okay so I think I mean in court pretty much you have to wear a suit ish. I mean, like you said, if you're a woman or, you know, someone who wears dresses, mm -hmm. I guess gender is a social construct, but you know, I'm really simplifying it down here. You know, mm -hmm. um, you can wear, you always wear a blazer, right? Yes. Always wear a blazer. Um, and then if you, um, you know, you can wear your, if you're a man, I hate saying this, but like, if you're a man or a woman, you can wear, you know, your typical suit, pants, jacket, tie whatever I mean if you are I have never seen a male identified person in court not wearing a like tie you always wear that um or, I think you have to wear the blazer too no yeah, you have to wear the blazer I think if you're going to court as a man you have to wear the tie you have to wear the blazer yeah always a blazer I think everyone has to wear a blazer no matter what and I'll I've seen otherwise but I think the general standard rule is you know suit women can wear skirts or dresses but I still would put them in the category of suit like I mean most of my things I buy as separates I don't buy them I don't think I own anything that is actually a suit I did at one point but I realized no one can tell um so if I find something I like you know and then I can mix and match a little bit um I think it's also important to say that when we talk about women's clothing we're talking about like the businessy thick material dresses we're not talking about like a cocktail dress we're not talking about like a gauzy flowy dress we're talking about a it's like I mean, a suit dress yeah I don't know how exactly to describe that most of mine come from Calvin Klein to be honest that's the brand that I 
know my size in and I have, yeah. tri- I have trying on issues. <laughs> I used, I used to have a, a, a dress suit from them and it actually came matchy matchy like blazer mm-hmm. suit. Um, and, um, yeah, so, and then that's like the bare minimum, you know, standard rule, wear a suit. If you're wearing a suit dress, that's also fine, you know, or skirt and shirt with a blazer, mm-hmm. always a blazer. Um, I'm going to say, I think there's a small, small exception to a blazer. I have two dresses with three quarter length sleeves that come down past my elbows, um, that are like belted and like the neckline is very professional. I think in a very, very limited circumstance, depending on the dress, you might be able to get away with it. Have you? worn those and got yeah, away with it bla- yeah yeah I've worn them without a blazer they come down past my elbows um one is belted in the middle and has like a cowl neck the other one is plain but they're I, both past my knees I wear them with pearls I oh pearls I know you have to wear them with pearls though or like another piece of nice jewelry because and and that's like very limited like I would not everything else gets blazer I, um, okay. I've seen people do that, but like I said, nothing I own has sleeves. So that does not work for me. I always have to have a blazer. Um, and you know, <laughs> um, it's funny. Cause one time my friends and I, I learned this from another friend. There's a game where basically like you pull items out of a hat and rank them from like what you like best to least. And, then everyone else has to guess like what order you rank them in. And so it could be anything. And one of them, and I did, they didn't know I was going to get this, but they put in and they put in sleeves and I ranked it last. <laughs> and everyone's like, Oh, did someone put this in knowing you might get it? And I was like, yeah, sleeves go last one time on that game. This is a tangent, but I had mm-hmm. um, in the beginning of the pandemic, a friend of mine who I think invented this game, we were doing like zoom games because um, no one was leaving their house. Mm-hmm. And one of them was finding soup in your pockets what why you can put anything you can put anything on this list of things so it can be you know people will put gross stuff people will put fun stuff people will put you know like you could put like dog farts and then you know you can have like cuddling with a bunny or chocolate cake and so like if you get two gross things it's like what's grosser like dog farts or like I don't know like spit whatever like it's just it's totally random but one of them was finding soup in your pockets and I ranked it as number one favorite thing on the list and the only person that got it right was tim husband um and everyone's like what how did you know she would put that first and he said think about it it didn't say that it was loose soup just floating around what if you just find you have an extra can of soup in your pocket liz loves soup she'd be really happy and i was like ding 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 he's got it and maybe that's the attorney like technically it didn't say what kind of soup it could be good soup that no one wants to go to waste. So anyway, that's, that was a tangent, but fun game. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, yeah, I think you, you've, we've covered the basics as far as I will tell you something that I heard. I went to law mm-hmm. school in Boston mm-hmm. um, and this is the only place I've heard it. Massachusetts is a very different place. Um, and in the law school clinic that I did, it was three very badass feminist women, like super liberal. I loved it. 
I think I know where you're going with this. And even they said the rule was as a woman, the first time you appear in front of a male judge that you have never appeared in front of, you wear a skirt and heels or a dress and heels. I actually went to law school in Maryland and I heard something similar. I've never heard that since law school. No professional has ever said that to me, but maybe I'm also not having these conversations. I have heard, I was told, be very careful, right? Because women wearing pantsuits in court is a very new thing, I think. Um, I think it, ha- I think it started in like the nineties, which I guess we're getting old is not that new. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but okay. But is not that long ago either. Right. Um, so here's the thing. I was like, that's dumb. I'm going to wear what I want to wear, which I think is pantsuits. It turned out very quickly that I don't like pantsuits for a couple of different reasons. I don't like when I'm having a chubby day, having the, uh, zipper and I also um, you gotta get the secret the secret comfy dance that was a game changer for me well it also turns out that like it you know and I said this to a child client once um she commented that I always wore dresses and I said I said as a joke I was like well I've, I've got to remind all the dudes that I I am a girl you know and but it's not really a joke right like I think that there's still a lot of um bias against women in the profession I think women being lawyers is you know wasn't always the thing I think you know I mean I'm I'm cool with being feminine you know what I mean um and it's just more comfy so that's what I do I didn't always... I know dresses are more comfy that's why I except for the secret comfy pants I don't think I own any suit pants because um dresses are comfy and I do feel bad when it is a very very hot day Um, and I see some men in the courtroom that, you know, they have their long sleeve shirt and their blazer and their pants and their socks. And it's like, oh, I'm so glad I can wear a dress and be a little cooler. Mm -hmm. Um, But as far as, but I've never followed that rule. I have never worn heels to court in my life. Never? Never. I don't like them. I don't wear them. When I first got in, when I first got out and when I was in law school, I wore them all the time. I like them, but I'm also, I only wear them if it's, if it's like a trial trial or, um, something like that, like a jury trial, because at this point I'm like, eh, you know, I'll just put my flats on and my little black flats and I can move quicker. Cause usually I'm jaywalking across the light, to be honest uh between yeah. you know I'm usually well, making a mad sprint <laughs> trying and we to talk about this in our jury selection episode actually I think that's how we came to this episode topic mm-hmm. like um you know because I said in a jury trial sometimes you're standing for a long time when you're picking the jury if you're standing at um like up at the front mm-hmm. of the courtroom standing right by the judge's bench mm-hmm. you are standing for a while and I don't want my feet to hurt I want to be focused on what I'm doing and honestly the longer you don't wear heels, the worse it goes to go back into them. So I think I've just phased them out. I'm not going back because, but I never did it. I was like, I don't want to not be comfy. I love fashion and I love clothes, but I also love being comfy, which doesn't. So there's, you know, (laughs) um, but yeah, so I've never worn them to court. No one said anything. Well, you're also significantly taller than me. So, um, how tall do you think I am? 
Aren't you like five nine? Oh my god, no. I'm maybe five two. Oh, I'm taller than you are then. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm always worried that I'm never gonna be able to like see over the podium at five three because that was I had a nightmare before it about <laughs> it the first time I went into court. Oh. and oh. I was I was arguing an appeal and uh I had a nightmare that the judges were those mean guys who sit in the balcony from the Muppets mm. and I couldn't see over the podium oh my god that sounds awful <laughs> so now that's like a little bit of a fear and um this is definitely a tangent I walked in and I was I was it was with it was in clinic with during law school and I walked in and my professor and I did a walk at the room right before oral arguments started. And I turned and looked at her and went, I can see over the podium. <laughs> and she looked at me like, oh my God, I'm taking this girl to oral arguments and she is an idiot. <laughs> and I was, I, I was like, no, it's not that. I had a nightmare last night. I can't see over the podium. <laughs> that I couldn't see over the podium. And she was like, oh, Okay, that makes more sense. But yeah, so that's my fear. Oh my god! Yeah, so you you wear heels? Um, rarely, but I do wear heels for yes. a jury trial. Um, yeah, and but so what have you seen people go against the rules or things that you think are a little like? transgressive I want to say because I would say there was and I think I put a tweet about this maybe on my other podcast account I um so I don't think we have a Twitter yet um Mm -hmm. I was in court so I I'm perpetually covered in dog fur um so yeah I try not to be but I carry a lint roller I do have one in my car and yet somehow it seems like to never do the trick so, I told you the bright colors disguise that better than the gray and the black. Uh, yeah, I didn't know this, but I've already committed to gray and black and everything I own is gray and black. So maybe ne- next next clothes buy go around. But I mean, you know, for now I'm just stuck. So um, I was like, oh, I'm covered in dog fur. And I didn't, it, it all didn't come off. And then the state's attorney, I looked closely and she was wearing jeans. And I'm like, well, okay, I'm doing better than that. I don't think I've ever really like walked in with dog fur visible, but I, Oh, I definitely have. I have not. So that's your transgression. That is um, my, my transgression is dog fur, but I felt better when the state's attorney was wearing jeans because I don't think you wear jeans to court. So are we sharing our own transgressions? Or are we calling out other people? Because other my, people, everyone, okay. It's so all my, fair game. My transgression. And I think this kind of opens the door for some discussion is I have tattoos, right? Um, I, I have, I have one on my arm that is hidden by my blazer. That, that was, that was how I chose it. And I also have two on my feet, right? I have one on each of the tops of my feet, which as a young 18, 19 year old, I thought that would be like super easy to hide from future employers. What Turns are they? Um, I've never met in person, by the way, people are like, you guys know shockingly little about what each other looks like or your height. <laughs> I only know Liz from the, um, waist up. So I have a goldfish on one of my feet and I have an arrow on the other foot. And um, I thought as a young, I love my tattoos, but as a young naive individual that it would be fairly easy to hide the tops of your feet. Uh, it is it is not. Um, high heels do not hide 
the tops of your feet. Flats do not hide the tops of your feet. You can kind of hide them sort of with pants. Uh, I have found special pantyhose that comes from a dance studio that is opaque, but is skin color. And if I pull those on, I can um, cover my tattoos. I don't think anyone cares though. I don't think anyone cares either. I do not cover them unless I have a jury trial. I used to in law school wear those tights every day. I would cover them. I used to, for job interviews, wear those tights, cover them. Obviously, I now go to court and do not cover them unless it is a jury trial, in which case they cover. Uh, I have a hot dog above my ankle. So I think that this this podcast has led me into a um, realm See? of self-awareness. And that self-awareness oh, is... Can I show you? Oh, wait, let me, let me move my chair. I'll show you the hot dog above my ankle. See? See? Oh yeah, you have a hot dog above your ankle. Um, my self-awareness is I I say a lot with my face. Like I stop what I'm doing and I just give people these like, you did what <laughs> stares? And um, you can't hear it on the podcast. And so there ends up being this long pregnant pause, which is usually me like staring at Liz going, they did what? <laughs> A very expressive face. I like it. Um, I yeah, except I got the hot dog on my ankle when I was 30. It was a whim. Apparently. I'm um, confused about the hot dog. <laughs> so I mean, hot dogs are great. I love hot dogs. <laughs> Kate's giving me a look. I, I, I'm, I haven't, I've never been that big of a fan of hot dogs. I like hot dogs. I come from a food family. All my brothers have food tattoos. Um, like my dad's a chef. My brother's a chef. They've all worked in the restaurant industry. I wanted a food tattoo and like hot dogs are fun. I love hot dogs. Like I never like don't want one. I would never turn one down. And I, saw someone else when I was out and about on vacation with a hot dog tattoo. And I was like, that's cute. I was like, I want a hot dog tattoo. That would be fun. And the next day, um, we were visiting some friends, my husband and his friend went and they got matchy tattoos. Um, that was cute. And I got the hot dog. I see. I've, I've just never given a hot dog that much thought. <laughs> now I want one now that we've talked about You're it so for like an hour, but so, like I, I don't really, I don't really have firm solid opinions on hot dogs which is why I'm like so I was a full-fledged lawyer at that point um and thought you know what this is it's not offensive it's pretty innocent I'm doing it I'll cover it up with pants and then I thought yeah I'm not gonna cover that up with pants who cares and no the only people that have commented on it have been like one or two clients who both said it was cool yeah I mean I don't think anyone really cares no one's looking at your feet and if you're looking at my feet you're probably a weird foot person (laughs) oh my god I mean we're in court you're probably looking at my face or I'm seated behind the desk and no one's seeing it so well that's the thing right like when you're seated behind the desk no one sees your feet anyway yeah someone also told me my tattoos on like another attorney mentioned like oh you're not like the typical attorney you have tattoos on your arms I'm like I mean I don't I got them there so I can cover them up with a blazer Ooh, should we- in terms of like things I have seen 
Um, I once was in court with a state's attorney and she had on a very sheer shirt and you could see everything. She had a blazer on, she had a shirt, but you could see. Oh no. Everything. I will admit another one of my own transgressions um, Mm -hmm. that I had gotten in the car and I drove an hour, I think to court and I went in, my hearing was very quick. It was Mm -hmm. like quick little thing I had in my car you know those like cheap sunglasses that you get for free like just yeah like giveaways mm-hmm. so I always throw those in my car because you know um why not driving and I guess the sunglasses had some sort of like residue on them because they were the cheap shitty sunglasses and they had I guess like some powder or whatever from manufacturing mm-hmm. and I put them on my face to drive because I was like oh it's sunny oh look I got these free sunglasses put them on get to court take off the sunglasses go inside and when I got in the car I saw that like it was on my face and they're probably like what is wrong with her God. face because as soon as I got back in the car I'm like what is I knew right away what it was from because it was where the sunglasses had touched my face I mean I don't know what anyone else could have like inferred that it was but like I definitely should have looked in the mirror before I went in and just like brushed it off my face so it, they probably just thought your makeup smeared no big deal yeah Happens to everybody it looked pretty bad <laughs> so that was another um another transgression of mine I I once saw a woman in a um like a dress with a sleeveless dress with no blazer on and I thought that was very risque oh yeah Uh, until in the same county I saw this woman with her boobs out in the sheer shirt Mm -hmm. maybe it was the same woman I don't know um a friend was trying to ask me questions about it and I was like I couldn't describe her to you because I'm really short so my eyes were right at level with the display and I was like oh my god so that was really all I took away from that yeah I definitely don't want to wear anything sheer I mean if you have something sheer you know wear a tank top under it so it becomes not sheer right um and I have seen in court I was in court not too long ago and there was an attorney who had taken their blazer off because the judge wasn't on the bench yet before I had tattoos I had done that in a jury trial like you know the judge leaves the room and it's just myself opposing counsel and the bailiff and you know it's like hot and sweaty and I would get yeah. off um but in a room this was in a like a room with you know, people, it was before docket, the room was filled and she didn't have her blazer on, which is fine. I won't do that now because I do have tattoos and I don't want the ones on my arms mm-hmm. showing in a courtroom. They're, they're inoffensive. I mean, you know, for anyone who's listening, my tattoos are very inoffensive. I mean, if you're offended by the word feminist, you might be offended because that is on my arm, but um, it should not be offensive. So um, I was having feelings after, you know, certain elections. <laughs> so I went out and did that. And, um, but it, you know, if it's warm in the courtroom and you're doing a lot before the judge comes out, yeah, I don't think it's a big deal if you take your blazer off, but the attorney, the, her shirt in the back went down low enough that you could like see the top of her bra. And I was like, "Mm, no, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I wouldn't do that either. And in the case I was talking about, the judge was actually on the bench. Oh, in both cases so 
yeah no because I walked in in the middle of a middle of a docket to do something oh and the the no blazer was while the judge was on the bench mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. as soon as um you know I was even at a courthouse once and there was another attorney who was a public defender who was just there and was like I was talking to her and she walked into the courtroom with me and she's like oh let me put on my sweater she just had a cardigan she wasn't in court and she's like we're gonna go to the courtroom I'm gonna put on my sweater and I was like I get it like you know um that's something that I always just sort of remembered but yeah um and that's kind of the rule if you're gonna take off your blazer it's you know especially if it's warm between we get it but when the judge comes on the bench it goes back on but yeah so that attorney um I was like you know maybe, but I was like maybe she didn't know you know and that's um but yeah the attorney that was wearing jeans I thought that was um but they were black jeans and you couldn't tell at first but I mean I did notice and probably just because I don't even know how I noticed but she probably was walking back and forth and by the third time she walked by I was like oh okay but I mean in my head also I was like maybe we're just entering a new era of clothing right I'm here for if we are like (laughs) I wouldn't I'm not going to be the one to make that move but maybe someone's got to so but I think also, what do you think about like how low shirts can be? Uh, that's always a hard call because everyone is built different. Yeah. Um, I think. But I mean, there are some shirts where you would just based on the cut of the shirt. Yeah. You know, so I, on, on its face, when you purchase it, you know, it's a lower cut shirt. I think collarbones are okay. My collarbones are out, not horribly. Yeah, you don't have to wear like a turtleneck. Right, no. Um, I don't think you should see cleavage. No. Any kind of, even if you can't really see anything, I think that should be covered. Yeah. Um, But I think anything between your chin and there is probably okay. Lower cut stuff, I might put like a necklace on, that, like a chunkier necklace to kind of. Like I have like a standard like necklace that I just wear all the time, you know, and it's, what is it like a 14 inch chain or whatever the standard is. And my mm-hmm. rule is then it shouldn't go below my necklace. That's like my own personal rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like low cut stuff I've seen some people wear. And in the beginning of my career, I know I did. Um, I wouldn't now. Um, I probably shouldn't have then, but I guess I just, I don't know. I just remember one time being in court and I had on a shirt and I guess I didn't realize how low cut it was because, you know, like sometimes when you get dressed in the morning, it was a newer shirt. And I guess like it lays differently. And then once you get settled in, you have your blazer on, you know, it kind of like resettles itself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, this shirt is so much lower cut than I thought it was. And I remember just like pulling it up the whole time because I was wildly uncomfortable. So now I don't even like, I don't know. I just make sure that I, yeah, anything like, I feel anything that looks like it's designed to be lower cut. I just won't even go there. And it's weird because I feel like the rules that I have, even though I'm like, yeah, like tattoo is fine. So I don't know where these come from in my head because I think in my head, something that is like permanently attached to your body, like a tattoo, even though like you chose it, if it's inoffensive, like it's okay. But something that Mm -hmm. you can control day to day like go on the more conservative side and I say this as a person who in my life I'm feel like 
out of most people I know, I'm very like, show your boobs if you want, wear what you want, live your life, you know. But when it comes to dressing in court, I'm like, mm, let's be real strict and real conservative and, you know, all of that, which is just weird, I guess. Well, see, and I, I am a little stricter and conservator, cons- more conservative about dressing in court than I am in my normal life. But I think, I think of it because the uh, field is so image driven, right? Um, because it, I, I feel like the judges will maybe respect you less if you do certain things right um I get a lot of I get a lot of work from appointments from the court um so obviously that's something that is a concern to me right um you know even with things that are permanently attached to your bodies I think you still do have to worry about tattoo placement to a certain extent or what you're getting tattooed um where I don't think everything's created equal um same thing with like dyeing your hair right um I think we're becoming more open about that, but I don't think um, we've kind of gotten there all the way yet. My hair is dyed, so the tips are dyed red, um, and it is only the tips on purpose, so if I put my hair back into a bun, you can't see it, um, and I, when I got my hair dyed, I had them, like, I was like, okay, we're going to put my hair in a bun, and I only want you to dye where it can be hidden by the bun. Um, now granted, do I wear my hair in a bun? No, because I have a weird shaped head and I don't want people to see that either. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, so, and they were actually, they're, they're red now. They were supposed to be pink. Um, I was going through something, you know, you know how you do. Um, they were supposed to be pink and they turned out more reddish. And so I left them and I have been in court with my hair down and you can see the red and no one's cared. Yeah. But red's a natural color. This, this red though. This isn't very natural. It's and a little, yeah, it, it's a little. If you if you look at it in the light, it is more pink. Um, yeah, but you're also pink. not getting appointed by the court. No, I'm not. Um, but, you know, um, yeah, and I mean, my hair it's faded now. It was black, and then the ends were supposed to be pink, but I don't know. But black is a natural color, and I like my hair black. Um, I don't know. I feel like it works for me. Everyone told me not to do it. Everyone's like, don't dye your hair black. And I, I, I think didn't... that's just because black ruins your hair. <laughs> that, well, that's what they said. And they talked me out of it at the hair salon. And I said, okay, I won't. And then I regretted it. And then I dyed it black. And I was like, I love this. This is great. Everyone who talked me out of it can go away. And, you know, and it, it didn't ruin my hair any more than like any other time I've dyed it, honestly. So you know, but I like the black hair and I think I need to get it redone. So I have a confession and and I think that this kind of goes into how Zoom really changed how we do things. Like when we were on Zoom court forever and ever, I was like, I don't have to go in a courtroom. No one can see the back of my head. So I had dyed the tips of my hair purple for that period of time. And then what I would do is I would just put my hair in a bun for Zoom. Yeah. And look forward, right? Like nobody could tell. Everyone thought I had my hair in a bun. Then when things started to reopen, we just cut the, um, so like August, 2020, maybe September, we just chopped the ends off and 
then everything shut back down again and I broke out the bottle of bleach again and did it again I love that and then my my hairdresser was so mad she was like (laughs) I'm gonna have to cut another two inches off your hair I wound up with very short hair for a little bit so um but yeah like I think that I think that's the thing though, right? Zoom and doing Zoom court is kind of really changing what we um, what we do. And I hope it gets to be a little more relaxed. I mean, my rules like for, you know, like the standards that I have for how conservative, like I dress in court will not be changing anytime soon. But I think I would like it to be a little bit more relaxed. Oh, what do you think about length of skirts or dresses? Should hit the knees. At least. Yeah. Well, I think there's like a, like a really fine line between appropriately length and then you look too conservative. Right. Yeah. I think right around the knee. Mine are like, right. Like you can see my kneecap, but it hits right above it. I aim for, and don't always succeed because my weight fluctuates a lot due to COVID, uh, hitting right in the middle of my kneecap is where I aim for. Yeah, I feel like, and also uh, the cut of skirts is, you know, depending on some some cuts will just make me look short, but I am short, but like, I don't want to, you know, be like, hey, like I said that to someone, so I was like, does this make me look short? And they're like, you are short. I'm like, I know, but does it make me look like? You're like, I don't want to look like a lump on a log. Yeah. So wait, so I have a question. Mm -hmm. This kind of is kind of a pivot and, but kind of goes into this episode what do you do about what clients wear to court? What do you, cause this is definitely something law school did not prep me it for. Did not. Um, it depends on what we're doing. If we're having a jury trial, I will have a conversation with them for sure about what they should. It, and it's not a long conversation, you know, typically mm-hmm. it's, you know, if they're a, um, you know, a guy, you know, I say minimum wear khakis and a button down, you know, you can do more if you have a suit, wear a suit, um, you know, but at minimum, that's what you're going to wear. You're going to look nice. You know, women, I usually say dress like you're going on a nice job interview. It's Monica and Chandler. Oh yeah. They're bark. They must see I'm recording from my house today and dogs are, must see something interesting going by. Um, yeah. So that's usually what I say. Dress like you're going on a nice job interview. And I stole that from someone. I forget who. I, te- I tell people, and I don't know if it's working. I might need to change my spiel. Dress like you're going to church. Oh. Yeah. I don't, I think some people dress down for church. I'm going to, I think your way might be better. That wouldn't compute with me because I don't know what one wears to church. I thought we dressed up for church. I'm not sure that's universal. I don't know. I'm not like, cause I did not, I I'm, have never really gone. I mean, I, I've been to church with like friends, but I did not grow up in a church place. So, but yeah, so that's why I use job interview. Um, and, but if we're doing, if it's something quick, I mean, like, I only have that conversation before a trial. I don't have it for other court appearances because at the end of the day, my clients are adults and can dress themselves and I'm not there to insult their intelligence. I just want it for when it matters. 
other than that, I don't really give them advice. If they ask, obviously I have that conversation with them, but do you have it for every court appearance or just for trials? No, I don't have it for every court appearance, but I think, um, I've heard horror stories, right? I've heard horror stories. Yeah, I feel like we all have. And, but I don't think I've ever had a client where I'm like, was like really concerned that they would be a horror story. Which maybe I, some horror stories happen because the attorneys don't think it's going to be an issue and then it becomes one. Like for one of the horror stories I've heard, and this might be a myth, at this point, but I don't think it is based on what I've heard. I think it's just happened to a lot of people is the showing up in either a liquor brand or a beer brand t-shirt when you're charged with DUI. Yeah, we've all heard that one. And you know, at the end of the day, I'm not my client's parent. I'm their attorney. Mm -hmm. I don't feel the need to, I don't feel the need to tell them what to wear. I just don't. And maybe that's, you know, weird uh, for a trial. Yes. But other than that, you know, oh, I'd have them in the bathroom turning that shirt inside out. Oh a, yeah. Well, if that, happened, if that happened, we'd be having a conversation. I uh, would be like, you're going to turn it inside out and you're going to face the tag backwards so that hopefully no one will notice. Yeah. But I'm meaner than you are. <laughs> Yeah, I, I probably, I don't know that I would say anything. I'm trying to think I, that, that would be the make sense. I probably would be like, you know what? At some point I'm not their parent. I already have to get one child dressed in the day. And that is my two-year-old. <laughs> I'm not getting anyone else dressed. I did. I, this is a true story. Um, I did have a case where um, I, I wasn't in any way affiliated with the case, but someone in the office texted help someone needs to bring a new shirt my client smells like weed on a marijuana charge somebody bring me a shirt this was um so you received the text yeah I was on the receiving end of the text of can any of you get here with a shirt oh my goodness I know did you bring the shirt I don't recall exactly well so a lot of us were in court together that day watching a sentencing for a different case so actually you could you could see everybody's head kind of pop up was this and, like in your office everyone was there um I was working for an organization okay yeah and um basically one person like waved at everyone and got up and went, <laughs> went to go do it <laughs> I was like oh that's oh. so bad I have had um clients who because so if you're incarcerated mm -hmm. you can't wear um like your uh, you know jail or prison outfit to court because uh the jury needs to see the defendant in regular clothes because it's prejudice it's prejudicial if they see them in like the prison jumpsuit because they're already thinking of them as a criminal right. then well, and I think that's a really important point. Like if you have a client that's incarcerated, you need to have a talk with the family about who is finding this person clothes and how they're going to get the clothes to the person. Because there are very specific rules in each county about how you get those clothes. And a lot of times it, it falls on us. We have to bring in the clothes. Like the family will get us the clothes. And then as the attorney, we bring them in that morning. I have had clients wear my husband's clothes. Um, 
And I know the public defender's office, I mean, I don't know about every county, but I know a lot of public defender's offices just have clothes on hands for clients. So if someone is coming over um, and they need clothes for a trial and they're incarcerated, the public defender's office is a variety of sizes. And I will tell you my very, very first trial, my client was incarcerated and I did not have clothes for my client. Um, I did not know. It was my first trial and I was just worried about so many things. You know, what do what, what am I going to say? What do I do? It's my first trial. You know, that what my client is wearing just didn't even cross my mind. And we get there and all of a sudden it becomes an issue. What is your, your client wearing? And I would, and I, I had no answer. I didn't know. Um, because again, out of all the things that was going, were was running through my head. That wasn't one of them, but fortunately the public defender's office, I knew someone in the public defender's office texted her in a panic. And she said, what's his size? We have clothes. And that's how I learned that they have clothes. And then for the rest of the trial, he just wore my husband's clothes. It was fine. Um, so, and that's kind of an important point too. Like image of your clients, very important. One of the other things to consider is getting the clothes in different sheriff deputies have different rules um not different sheriff's deputies different departments um they're usually the ones who transport anyone who's incarcerated they're usually the ones doing security you need to check with them if there are anything like shoelaces are shoelaces a problem um and remember some of the stuff you can fudge um if you can't have shoelaces just make sure the jury never sees your client stand up um, you know, and you can work around that. For instance, he never stands up and leaves until the uh, jury leaves. If he needs to take the witness stand, have him already in the witness box, ha- take a break, let him file out. And then, you know, um, have him stand up then. It's just, you need to use a little forethought about the image. Um, second kind of big thing about image is shackles a lot of courthouses have rules that if you're incarcerated, you have to be um, shackled under the table. So they will take off the wrist restraints, but they won't take off the feet restraints. So you need to be very careful that your client does not stand up in front of the jury, that your client doesn't move their feet too much in front of the jury, because otherwise they'll get heard. Um, things like that. And I don't think I've ever had it be an issue where um, I thought that the jury saw the the shackles under the table or anything. Um, I think it's all, I I feel like I've been very fortunate and that that's never been an issue, but it's something that, yeah, you gotta be cognizant of because typically they will let your client, because if you approach the, the judge's bench, your client has a right to be there every time you approach the bench. And so I don't think that they will shackle their feet. They shouldn't if they're going to do that because the jury would see, but they have a constitutional right, I believe, to be at the bench with you. So if that became an issue, I would bring it up. I don't think it's ever been an issue. I I don't think it's ever been an issue. And, And I will say a lot of times it's like, I think the last county that I had it done in they waited for the ver- the verdict, right? Until the verdict was going to come down. And then they were like, we're going to put 
you know, leg restraints on you for the purposes of the verdict. They'll do that. But at that point, they've already made up their mind. Yeah. So that's the thing though, right? I think if something happens, like your client doesn't show up, shows up in a prison jumpsuit or, or like, you know, a juror accidentally sees them in handcuffs or something. I think you need to make the record very clear that this is what happened. I think even taking it so far as moving for a mistrial. Um, yeah, I would. Yeah. And if you don't get your mistrial, you need to keep saying this for the record, right? Like this happened, this happened. We're not letting it go uh, because I think that's, that's a fairly big issue. And that's so if it were to ever be appealed, it's in the transcript that this this happened and that it mm-hmm. can happen and you let everyone know. Um, so if you don't hear it, it didn't happen. Um, you know, who would know unless you put on the record, hey, my client's sitting here in handcuffs, right? When you read those um those words on the page it's literally just mr noble said um good good morning your honor it doesn't say she wore a blazer or what so you have to be very explicit when you're trying to get that stuff documented yeah now i wanted to back up to more fun stuff um fun stuff about wearing the court um what are your tell me your thoughts about makeup in court I only wear it if there's a jury. Yeah. I, okay. I'm not a morning person. (laughs) I'm not a morning person. Full stop. I just want to get there and have my clothes look neat. Yeah. I usually wear decor. There have been times recently. You wear makeup to everything. I do do wear makeup to everything. (laughs) Well, when masks were a thing, I wasn't doing a a full face of makeup under my, well, sometimes I was. Um, Many of my masks have lipstick marks on them, but. um, I stand by my earlier point. (laughs) But, um, and then what do we think about like extremes of like, I don't know, because I feel like some people might think the makeup I wear to court is extreme. I don't think it's extreme. Um, and I just mean like, I'm doing like maybe like a brighter color lip. It's not like a neutral Mm -hmm. color. Like it might be like a red or I think red's fine, you know, or the other day I wore a lipstick that I really liked. And it was like a more of a, like, it almost had a purpler tint. I mean, it wasn't purple, but it had Mm -hmm. more of like a burgundy ish. It was definitely dark, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I thought it looked professional. I mean, I wore it to court. I, you know, um, I think that's fine. Okay. Um, or like, you know, I always wear like black eyeliner because I don't know. It's just something I've done for forever now. And I think I will continue to do. And I don't think that's going to change. One day I wore white eyeliner because I thought that'd be fun. Um, and then I said to my friend and my friend's like, I wouldn't like wear that. Like she was not a fan. And I was like, well, I worked to court today. And she's like, okay. And I was like, I guess I'm not going to do that again, but I thought it looked good. <laughs> I don't think you can see eyeliner that much unless you're doing wings. You know what I mean? Like oh, I, I wear winged eyeliner to court all the time, Yeah, but I also don't think that's a problem. I mean, I wouldn't do like, you know, the full Jeffree star experience to go into a courtroom. No, but, but I've done a little bit of winged eyeliner um for court if I want if I want to like feel like bold and you know empowered because I feel like it's a psychological thing for me more than anything else. Oh my God, Liz, breaking all the rules. Expect your call from attorney grievance any day now. Uh, right with the winged eyeliner. Um, very very scandalous. Very scandalous. Meanwhile people have their boobs out in court. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I'm, you know, none of my, none of my shirts are see-through. My boobs aren't out. So you'll survive. 
yeah. your career will survive because you winged your eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then what about, do you, how do you dress for like being in your office? Like, do you have any rules for that? If I'm meeting with a client, I do usually like jeans, a blazer, decent shirt and a necklace or something, or a nice sweater and a necklace. Um, that's been since COVID started, right? Cause I am now a shut in. Um, but before COVID I would do, if I did G I would do like court clothes. And then I went to right before COVID, I had gone to high heels, jeans, blazer. Oh, I've always done jeans in office. Yeah, now I do because I'm like, hire me on my brain, not on my beauty. Yeah. Uh, I always do jeans, jeans, plain tank top, cardigan. Well, but I think too, that that's advice that's not going to fly for the average Joe, right? Like you're, you're the boss. I'm my own boss. We can do what we want. I think yeah. bigger firms, mid-sized firms, a lot of them are more image conscious because that's what they're selling. They tend to be more expensive and that's the brand they're selling. Like you're paying for that image. Whereas if you're going to, I think, smaller firms, individuals, you want more one-on-one attention. It's a little bit cheaper. But with that, I think comes some trade-off. Like I'm very informal with my clients. Um, I do a good job but I'm very informal, right? Like that's what you're getting. So, yeah. And I think it, it just depends on the firm, the firm culture, you know, some firms are more casual, some firms are suits, but for my, myself, Joe Beth's uh, photo that he took on your professional pictures day, which, which photo? The one he's wearing sandals in. Oh yeah. We had professional, um, a professional photo shoot and my business partner did wear, um, sandals and jeans. Um, and I respect him for that. I don't think a woman could have pulled it off though. I also didn't. I also was like, oh, well, well could we have done this? Cause I didn't do that. I also. <laughs> you were in a suit. Um, yeah, I wasn't in, I wasn't in court clothes. I was in um, the pants that I was wearing and the shirt that I, the shirt I was wearing was too low cut, wouldn't wear it to court. And the pants that I was wearing in that photo shoot were tighter than I would wear to court. Um, that's the other thing, tightness of pants in court. Um, what are your thoughts about tightness of pants? I think pantsuits are inherently not tight. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I think if you get like suit pants, you're okay. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that's going to happen is you're going to muffin top over the top of them. And um, I mean, it's not attractive, but it, it happens. It happens. Um, I say this as I sit here with my gut hanging out my jeans. So it's no judgment. I just want to be comfy forever. Mm-hmm. But have you ever seen a judge react like negatively to what someone is wearing? Only once, um, only once. And um, I thought it was ridiculous, but yeah, I have seen some um, attorneys recently in pants that were a little, a little tight. And the thing is I'm always watching what other people do because I'm, I want to be sure that what I'm doing is okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and so if I'm seeing what other people are doing, I'm like, okay, they're doing that their pants are tighter than I would wear, but that gives me like a baseline. So I know that what I'm wearing is okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, And it's not, and it's really, it's not like to judge people. It's just to know kind of where the line is and what I can do. This whole podcast Um, episode has been about judging people. (laughs) I'm 
not doing it for the purpose of judging people. It's it's a side effect. It happens, but that's not the purpose. <laughs> um, you know. But then, yeah. Um, so, uh, one time, and it was it was a friend of mine. I was in court. I, I wasn't even in court. I was there, um, like watching a friend's trial, mm-hmm. and the judge called. And I only know what the judge. I'm not sure if it was said so the whole courtroom could hear because the judge called him up and they said it afterwards. But apparently, I guess he didn't have collar stays in. What? That is the silliest thing I've ever heard. And the judge said, like, in a pinch, you can use paper clips. And I thought it was very strange because it's not something I would have noticed or cared about. And the judge, like, then, then it was brought to the room's attention. And it's like, no one cares. No one cares. It's kind of like, I didn't even know. I mean, collar stays are a thing, I guess. I mean, I, I, yeah, don't know. I didn't really know that either. Next, they're going to be on about cufflinks. Yeah. Like it was very, it, it was kind of felt to me like the equivalent of like, I was in law school and there would be a class. And if someone would walk in late, the teacher would like stop class and address them. And I'm like, okay, the, the, Thing that's disrupting my learning is not this person that walked in late because I really don't care or notice but now I notice because you stopped class and addressed it. it it kind of felt like that to me but like was his collar pointing up like I think as long no, as your collar it was fine I wouldn't have known no one would have noticed I don't know why this was pointed out but it just it felt like that like I would get really annoyed in law school and they would stop class to address someone coming in late because I'm like I don't care that they're late it's their education if they want to be late, I say that as sometimes I was late, you know, but like, if I'm late, that's my problem. I don't, if someone came in late, it wouldn't be distracting except when attention was called to it. And that's kind of how I felt in this situation. Attention was called to it. Now mm-hmm. I remember I, no one would have noticed or cared. That's the only time I've ever seen a judge say something. Have you ever seen a judge say something? I did. Oh, if I did, I'm blocking it from my memory. However, I will say someone told me that they had been reprimanded by a judge um and I cannot remember if it was over a blazer or a tie but they were on zoom court and they either skipped the blazer or they skipped the tie one of the two um and the judge said something one time Zoom court started and then I was like, oh no, my blazer was on the back of my chair and I put it on real quick. But I mean, it was right. I had it on the back of my chair and then I was like, oh, time to start the video. And so I will say in the county that I practice primarily in, they did send out a dress appropriately for court email to the entire bar association, which included, and I don't know how this made it in there, but obviously somebody did it and that's why it made it in there. Please wear pants. Oh, okay. I didn't hear the backstory, but it said you should dress for court and please wear pants. That's interesting because if I'm on Zoom court like you, I'll have on jeans. So if for some reason, you can see my lower half, which would, wouldn't happen. But I don't know if for some reason it did happen, you would see jeans. 
And I just turn my camera off if I have to stand up. You're obviously like leaving the room or something anyway. Yeah, but I've never, I've never had to stand up on Zoom court. Like it, why, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I, I have frequently, and that's because a lot of my clients are not native English speakers. So they feel more comfortable Zooming from my office in my conference room. And I set up my laptop and um, then I, sometimes I have to run and get them started. But in which case I just turn the camera off. I've done Zoom court with a client next next to me. So I've had it that way, but I've never had them in a different room than me in the same office. I just bring my laptop and this started before we were all vaccinated, right? So I, I didn't want to be next to them with no oh, mask. Yeah. Yeah. So I would just put them in my office or my conference room and run back and forth if it needed adjusting. Do you analyze what's in everyone's background on Zoom court? Yes, I do. I do. I think I think it's partly like a it's kind of becoming a new fashion thing. So when we moved offices, I think I was I mentioned that on the last episode. When we moved offices and I set my computer, my desk up, and I hung everything back up on the walls, I looked and turned Zoom on to see what was how everything looked on Zoom. And I will say there is a painting that hang, it's not a painting, it's actually a I'm calling it a painting because it reads like a painting on Zoom, but it's actually a wood piece. It's all blocks of wood, different sizes. Um, it's off center on the wall that it's on so that it's visible on Zoom and oh. looks centered. So it looks centered. So my wall extends down further. So it is actually off center on my wall, but it looks good on Zoom. In, yeah, my office, if, I'm in my conference room. Usually I have the window behind me and the blinds are shut. Um, so you see blinds. Cause that um, sun will do you in if you get on zoom. Yeah. Um, and in my office, I take what's down on the wall that there's, there's some art on the wall, but I, but it's not really, I have like a tapestry that has like a cactus on it mm -hmm. and you see that. And I have, there's like a painting, of, there's like pictures. One of them is like plants and one of them is like some crystals and they're so far away that you can't even really see them. But I think that's what you can see. And in my house, if I do Zoom court from my house, which I've done before too, especially, you know, like mm -hmm. mid COVID, I just take, I have a wall, I have my kitchen table and there's background, there's paintings on the wall. I just take them off and then it's a gray background, so. So talking about Zoom backgrounds and court clothes, I have a story to tie all of that together. And I think I told you this as it was going down. I think I was texting you freaking out. So I had a hearing on Friday, on a Friday. And normally- Oh, I, wait, is this in the car? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I come into the office. I Zoom from my nice background. I have my microphone. I have my court clothes on. The hearing ends. And my assistant was out for the day. So no one was answering the phones and I change and I roll out and I am halfway home on 495 in the rain. And an email pops up on my phone that says, we're trying to reach you. No one's picking up the phone. We need you to get back on zoom. The magistrate who was a new magistrate forgot to do something. And I was like, I'm in my car on 495. I was in a sweater. Um, 
like in a tank top because the the sweater is see-through so I always wear a tank top underneath it but I was clearly uh not in court clothes I was in my car and it was raining and there was traffic going by so I pull over onto the shoulder (laughs) join zoom and then everyone else was like still in their offices and I they they say oh do we have Miss Noble because I was not going to turn that camera on which here the rules are you have to turn your camera on and I said um I'm here but I had gotten my car and started to go home so I don't have my camera on and they let it slide but I was like yeah I always change um inevitably the times that like I put on my court clothes right before court and Mm -hmm. afterwards usually I change because I I really I hate wearing suits I hate dressing up I hate it I like I I like dressing up like in like life for fun like you know like dress up like parties Mm -hmm. and things like that but I hate wearing suits um and so one day I was like you know what I can I can be brave I can um I have court in the afternoon I'm gonna go into the office I'm gonna wear my court stuff all day and I got sour cream on my dress and that is why I don't do that anymore I've spilled energy drink on myself in the car on the way to court. <laughs> Who hasn't spilled coffee on themselves? Oh my or... God. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? I think those things were like breaking a heel or um, like a run in your pantyhose can be such a scary thing until you realize like all these other people have done it before. Like the last time I don't wear pantyhose anymore because of this. But like the last time I got a run of my pantyhose, I just went into the bathroom and took them off and threw them away. Like, great. Yeah, I only, um, so that, I guess that's another question is, yeah, I don't think you have to wear pantyhose in court. I do wear tights sometimes when it's cold. I have these really nice ones that I got um, there. I think I have them in black and I have them in gray. I bought them at Aldi. You know, in Aldi, there's the, the Isle of Things. You ever go to Aldi? Um, Grocery store? I've, I, we just got one. Okay. And I have so, not been because Aldi, they have an aisle of things and there's, it's just random stuff. And each week, um, you know, you, there are like, even like Facebook groups about like Aldi finds and people will post like what you can find each week. And one week I was in there and they had fleece lined tights and they are so warm. I have a pair they're gray. They you got like- a thing with fleece and feels like sweatpants and I do I do and they were so warm and I went to court I wanted to wear a dress but it was cold and I put on these fleece lined tights and off I went to court my legs were so warm and I was so comfy and um it was wonderful I was like no one knows how warm and cozy I am (laughs) so I I mean here's the thing right you have to be really careful in Maryland summer even in a hot courthouse in Maryland winter, because you start sweating. If you're in a dress, you're going to start to get like thigh chasing. Yeah. With the pantyhose. So I typically skip them. <laughs> and that's yeah. why. Run, run to the courthouse with no pantyhose. It will, you'll warm up that way. Yeah. The parking lot. Yeah. And so what else? Any other, any other fashion we want to, we want to cover? No, but I have this week's and I didn't tell you what I was doing. I'm going to give you the option of which case you want to hear. Ooh. I have this, I have this week's, thank God that's not my client. 
And we have two options. We have a guy at a Billy Joel concert. Okay. Or we have a weed wedding. I think I saw weed wedding. So I'm going to go with Billy Joel concert. You did see it's current event. I did not click the article. I read the headline and I was like, well, that's stupid. That well, but that's how you make it onto this segment, right? Like that's true. But I, <laughs> I know nothing about the Billy Joel concert. So okay, okay. So there was a guy at and I will say I found like two articles on this and they are old. And the reason you didn't find much on it is because they're from 1998, right? This happened in the end of the 90s. Ooh. And that's probably why someone was at a Billy Joel concert. So it's in San Diego. It's a Billy Joel and Elton John concert. So the place is packed. John Murphy Stadium, Jack Murphy Stadium, I think. Um, Where is it? San Diego. Okay. Big old stadium. Well, apparently this poor gentleman um, had a beer or two and had to go to the bathroom really bad. The problem was he walked into the men's bathroom and um, found a woman peeing in a urinal. Was she standing up? I don't know how she accomplished the task. I just <laughs> know that that's the allegation, okay? Okay. Um, so his argument was that he, all of the bathrooms were unisex and he couldn't find one that didn't have a woman in it. Not a single bathroom that didn't have a woman in it. So which point, at which point he decided that he could not use the bathroom at the stadium and he had to hold it for four hours, even though he'd been drinking beer. And this was very emotionally distressing and embarrassing. I feel like if he's drinking beer, his inhibition should be lowered and he should be like, it's fine. I guess, I guess this guy was starting really inhibited. and he didn't quite make it down (laughs) so um he held it and then he sued the stadium he sued the city and in one article I found it said he sued like Anheuser-Busch as the beer vendor for for selling him the beer that made him go to the bathroom so how much do you think this case is worth zero dollars it's a horrible case he thought it was worth 5.4 million that's that's a no he did lose. Not only did he lose, uh, he had a lawyer. So oh. when, yeah. Um, oh no, I read the story wrong. He's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. A male lawyer forced to share a men's restroom with women at a San Diego rock concert tried to make a federal case of it. This is from the Chicago Tribune. They find him as, un- as no, he didn't have a lawyer because this says a federal judge and the ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals civil rights lawsuit was unreasonable and ordered him and his lawyer to pay $2,000 in sanctions to the city. They were also told to pay $2,000 to the concessions company. So he did have a lawyer and they find him and the lawyer, which I think is, um, I have a couple issues with this story. One. You're telling me there's not stalls in a men's restroom, that there are no stalls in any men's restroom in a stadium? I don't believe it. 
you know, I haven't been in that many rest male restrooms, but I know they have stalls. Second of all, I think this is a good uh, learning experience, which is that if you bring a frivolous suit, you can be just as on the hook as your client is, um, which is was the case here. So you need to give decent advice and don't completely let your clients run the show. Yeah. Yeah, he could have just gone in a stall. Right? <laughs> Why couldn't he go in the stall? Like, okay, so the urinal wasn't available. Someone's using it. Go in the stall. Yeah, just wait. I mean, I assume if you're a man and like you're you have to poop you wait for a stall right I I was trying to avoid saying the word poop but yes that was my thought process as well okay poops out of all the things we deal with that word poop's not bad (laughs) okay but like right there has to be a stall in the men's restroom for that reason yeah um I mean I would imagine that some men just prefer to go in the stall because it's more privacy you know right regardless of what they have to do yeah that's the thing right it's I mean if I was a guy I I don't know what I would do actually but I I might use the stall you know but here's the other thing and we've we've all had these cases um it's not that uncommon when people have had a couple beers at a stadium you know like sometimes you're just hoping they make it to the restroom right yeah that was kind of my initial thought was (laughs) what like I was like oh my god did did he go somewhere else and like this was the problem like he went behind like a corner but he just didn't go he just didn't go uh and how is he enjoying the concert at that point if he has to pee that badly well I think that's part of the problem he was emotionally distressed I'm emotionally distressed listening to this well, that's the point of the segment. <laughs> <laughs> that is the point of the I segment. gave you a choice too. You picked this one. <laughs> I did pick that one. Should we do the other one as well? Um, we can. It's a current event. Um, so essentially there was a wedding in Florida and all of a sudden 911 started getting a bunch of calls about people feeling paranoid feeling off, feeling nauseous. So the cops respond. This is like now a mass incident. Turns out the bride had told the caterer to spike the food with weed and not tell anyone. And uh, they all found out. Let's just put it that way. Did the caterer know that it was a secret I'm unclear on that but I she got arrested okay. and um so did the bride the the groom I don't believe got arrested I don't think he was believed to be in on it but um I mean she was telling people who asked when they asked her about it but that's yeah. just wildly not okay it's really not like that's the thing if you have a federal security clearance if you get drug tested for work that's a huge issue and apparently there were a lot of people at this wedding and it was like in the lasagna came back positive for thc oh my god and also like yeah i mean of course you know if you get drug tested all of those things 
or even just if you want to know what you're putting in your body and not be high yeah like yeah I I would be pissed I, I yeah like I you know I work for myself I do not get drug tested but I would be very unhappy I don't think I would be a delight to deal with under these circumstances um so that's problematic right like I I think I would be a problem and just <laughs> uh you know I I I think I would have been one of the problem children of that yeah so and I would have been a problem child after too <laughs> I would be mad I would maybe I would have sued him hey actually I think that's a halfway decent lawsuit I'm not gonna lie um but I guess time will tell what happens there like you're drugging people oh that's absolutely what happened and like the thing is if you want to offer that for your guests just like put up a sign right this This is the the special one this is the special lasagna this is the not special lasagna it's like how hard is it you have a party this is the spiked punch this is the not spiked punch pick your poison or your non-poison you know give people the option and then everyone might have enjoyed it if they chose to you know have the special lasagna everyone enjoyed it in good fun special lasagna (laughs) so we still didn't come up with a good sign off so until next time stay out of trouble